You're listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. Hi parents, it's Robin McMahon here. Just before you dive into this episode, I want to invite you to join my new membership site for free. My site, which is at www.parent-toolbox.com, is the companion to my award-winning podcast where you will find game-changing tools and resources from me and from my expert guests who are among the top leaders in the parenting world. Join for free today at www.parent-toolbox.com. Now back to the show. Hey everybody, it's Robin again. Welcome back to Parenting Our Future. I am so happy to have this wonderful guest on today. You're going to love her. She's so enthusiastic, so wonderful. I have Stephanie Gass on the on the podcast today. She is this beautiful human being that helps women uncover their God-led callings, creating businesses, kingdom businesses, and launching podcasts and monetizing using courses and coaching. So Stephanie, welcome to my show. And please tell me about what it is that you do and how, how you help moms in business. Yeah. Well, hi, Robin. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. And basically what Robin just said is what I do. So what I believe is that we were all created with a specific purpose. Oh my God has this book in heaven about you. And there's this amazing calling on your life. And often we can't figure it out. You know, we're like, oh, maybe I should do this and maybe I should do that. And we're so distracted by what the world defines us as, what culture has defined, our parents has defined us as, maybe what we've always done or not done. And so we stay stuck or we stay too multi-passionate and we never really find the breakthrough. And so what I'm here to do is help women get super clear on the one thing that they were created to do. And then often the question becomes cool stuff. So how do I actually, actually make money at that thing? (laughs) That's how that from there, when we determine the one thing, I then help them build a passive income business around it. Using a podcast is how they grow an audience and then monetizing it by building a course. Why do I do that? Because I'm, I have a heart for moms and I have a big heart for what I believe twofold missions. One is your, your work mission, your purpose mission. And two is raising kingdom world changers, which are your children. So how do we build this business and steward this business while creating time for the kids? And that's what I'm here to do. And that's this business model allows you to stop hustling, get off social media, build a business from behind a mic in your PJs. So that's what I do. And then I'm a wife, have two little boys and drink too much coffee. (laughs) I am a wife. I have two boys and I drink too much coffee. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. So you're in it. You are right in it. And, uh, and I, I love that you, you have a top ranked podcast, right? The Stephanie gas show. And, uh, and so you have a huge following too. Um, and, and I love the work that you're doing because, you know, the reality is, is that most of us do need to work, but to be able to work, have that passive income. I mean, my right. ears worked up when you said that yeah. and, you know, to be able to have it all, you can have it all. And we've got to be creative about how we do that. Right. And you're so right. Like, I think we all have so many interests. It's so hard to know where to go, what to do. And, and, and even when you do find the thing that you're meant to do, 
okay, now should now I, what? now should I niche down into one particular area or am I going to be a catch-all? I've struggled with that. I've definitely yes. struggled with that. Like, will I be this, you know, the one person to everyone or is it different than that? So I totally get you. Yes. Here's the thing though, is that we work so hard because we are passionate about our businesses mm-hmm. and we're passionate about our family, but we end up having burnout, right? Overwhelm and burnout. And that is really an epidemic for all parents. Mm-hmm. Women feel it harder. Um, and whether they're entrepreneurs or they're in the corporate space, burnout is an epidemic. We yeah. are exhausted. So tell me about you and, and how you manage burnout with your business. And what do you teach the the moms that you work with? Yeah. You guys may or may not like what I'm about to say to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Great premise. (laughs) Yeah. But permission to be a truth bringer today. And I think the first truth that I want to bring you is that burnout is actually self-induced. This is my theory. My theory is that We've grown up in a society that normalizes busy to the extreme. We have grown into this business society that tells us we have to hustle at an extraordinary level to reach success. We're listening to coaches who are telling us we have to be on social media to scale and build a business. So what are we doing? We're living from our phone at an extraordinary level, I challenge you to go look in your settings of your phone and see how many hours you are wasting on social media. Okay. And, and we have excuses Well, I'm building a business there. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't actually build a business on social. That's where you connect with people who are already following you. You have to build a business using long form content. There's only three options, podcasting, video, or blogging, period, end of story. And then social is where we just connect. So we need boundaries there. The other piece of this is that you've glorified busy, right? If I'm not doing something, then I'm not worthy. If I'm not productive in this moment, then I am unworthy, right? And insert unworthy for whatever other lie that the enemy is putting on your life right now. And here's the truth. The reason you're burned out is you're too busy because you're doing everything that you think you have to do to be productive and you're living and doing and pouring into your business in all the wrong places, leaving Mm. nothing left at the end of the day for the the blessings that you've been given, which are rest. We are promised rest, um, self-care time, time Mm. for you, time for your spouse, time for your children, um, time for your faith. There's nothing left. Mm -hmm. And that guess what burnout is? It's a huge siren ringing, going off in your heart, saying something is wrong. Mm. So that's, what's actually happening. That's what burnout is, first of all. And then we can talk about how to fix it. Uh, Let's talk about a mic drop moment right there. That is huge. So you said first it's self-inflicted. We're normalizing busy we have to hustle to be successful is our limiting belief, if you will. Right. Uh, if I'm not doing something or I need to be doing something always, uh, so glorifying yet glorifying busy, glorifying the hustle and like not embracing rest isn't a crime. Yeah. You know, if I need to like, yeah. And, and, and and I gotta be honest, I feel that way sometimes too. Mm -hmm. I do that to myself. And so I think what we need to do is talk about, you know, 
you know, what are you, how do you do this then? What are your hard stops? How do you give yourself permission? I think we need to give ourselves permission to stop working. And I think that will maybe lead us into boundaries. That's good. So how do I do this? Well, first, let me tell you what happened when I didn't do this. So I've been a full-time entrepreneur for nine years. And the first, uh, five years of that, I was a full-time network marketer. So I was network marketing. I reached the top 1% of my network marketing company. I had all the success, right? Everything was great. I was glorifying busy. I was glorifying success, achievement, equal love. Great. So I'll achieve more. And what happened was the more I would achieve, the bigger hole there would be. It was not being filled. I was ignoring my, my husband. I was ignoring, I had one child already at the time nothing mattered, but success. The lie I said was when I get successful enough, I can stop. When I finally reach that level, I can really be here, you know? And it was this lie. Well, what was happening inside burnout, uh, anxiety attacks, extraordinary anxiety attacks, Mm. emotional eating, lots of weight gain. My skin was a hot mess. My emotions were screaming. I was, you know, angry, I was resentful of anyone that would get in my way of work. And this burnout siren was screaming at me. Mm. And then it all came crumbling around me in 2016. I call it my Britney Spears breakdown year. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was real bad guys. You know, it's like shaved her head and like hits the car at the umbrella. That was my 2016 because my business crumbled. Mm. And when you lose the thing that you're idolizing, is it busy? Is it the hustle? Is it social media? Is it success? When that comes crashing down, there's nothing left to look at, but who you truly are. We have to get, we have to step out from behind the facade of what we're hiding behind the thing that we think we need. And then you're left in this brokenness in a way. And what was so beautiful about that though, is sitting in this brokenness, this, this true, it was an identity crisis is that I turned back to my faith in an extraordinary way. And I was like, God, who am I? If I'm not success, if I'm not this company, who am I? And I, you know, really started digging into my faith again. And I was, I was led to fill out this sheet of paper one day. And it was like, you know, I am the daughter of a King first and foremost. Number two is I'm a wife. Number three, I'm a mom. Number four, I need to be healthy. I'm here. Like if I'm not here, I can't steward those other three things. Last on the paper was my business. And I thought it was so interesting because my priorities were so out of whack that my health crumbled. My life was crumbling. So that's what happened when it, when I wasn't being extraordinary about boundaries and changing the priorities in my life. So what I did was I rebuilt Robin from the paper, from the top down. So I first got right with God, you know, for me, it was like, I needed to get my prayer life, right. I needed to really surrender. I had to really figure out who he was calling me to be as this mom and this wife first. Yeah. I did that. I, I joined a gym. I couldn't afford so that I would go, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, it was great. I started committing to my children 15 minutes a day of like staring in your eyes. What are we going to do? What do you want to do with mama right now? And like, that was so hard for me because it's not who I naturally was. But as I did that over a year, everything changed. I found this crazy amount of time in my day. I found this new worthiness and wholeness in my heart that, oh man, I am a mom before 
I'm a businesswoman, right? I found, I reprioritized and I poured into the pieces that were really unnatural for me first. And then it, it gave me permission to know that I can do hard things that aren't natural. It's okay. And it's also okay to step away from the thing that you're idolizing so that God can rebuild it. So then, so that's kind of the, the process of how I began to reframe it. It was a struggle. It was not overnight. So please hear me. Like yeah. if you're in this space, we were like, man, my parenting is the last thing on that list or my marriage is the last thing that's great to know because you can fix anything. There's a solution to every problem, but it takes time. So over the course of literally two years, I began to, you know, really pour into what mattered and I did it. I came back into the business space with extraordinary boundaries mm-hmm. and here's what that looks like today. Okay. okay. And remember this was an evolution, but I didn't get here. What's what's so crazy guys is what I thought was success back in 2017, my best year ever. I have five X to that number. I have a half a million dollar business today. I work 26 hours a week. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And and I'm so purposefully present with my kids. And I know I'm making an impact. I know I'm making an impact and a difference for them and for my business. So how, how, well, the truth is you have to have crazy priorities and then you have to have crazy boundaries to protect your priorities because what does the world want you to do? What does the enemy want you to do? He wants you to chase what you think you're good at, what you think is the number one thing in your life to the extent of, of suffocating everything else out of existence, because that's where your worthiness or your love or your achieve, whatever the lie is that you think you need. It's simply that it's a lie. So for me, my constant, my constant in my planner is priorities first, then what I'm good at second, which is business, right? That's what I'm good at. That comes second. My priorities are the gifts that I have, my children, my time with God, my health, my me time, what that look. And then my business goes in there. So that secondly, there's a time to turn off work and that time happens. And Robin can talk about this more as well, because she's big on this too. What time is work done? Cause I work from home. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. So work is done at 4 PM every single day. Now, is there an off, you know, a weird outlier? Sure. Once in a while, but it's communicated to my family. And when my work is off, it's off. And believe me, when I'm working, I am working. I'm 110%. But when I'm with them, I am 110%. Mm-hmm. That takes intention because it's not natural. Right? So the other piece for me is social media is completely deleted from my life Friday through Monday, every single week. And I'm going on my fourth week of no Instagram to prove to my client, to prove to my community that my business will still grow. My podcast will grow. My list will grow and my revenue will grow without Instagram completely. And I've proven that revenue is up 40%. My podcast downloads are up 12%. Like all of these numbers prove that Instagram doesn't build a business. And we have to believe that as entrepreneurs, it's really hard to believe that. So I have these boundaries work is off. And social media is deleted every single weekend. And then here's the last one. And then I know Robin, we have lots of questions and feedback is that I have a non-negotiable 15 minutes per child per day separately. So landed it's your 15 minutes, bub. What do you want to do? And sometimes it's what mommy wants to do. Let's get real. 
Landon, we're going to come do laundry together right now, (laughs) but it's his moment, right? It's his time to feel seen and special and heard. And then miles, it's your time, bud. What'd you like to do? Let me show you my Minecraft build. Okay, great. Like whatever. But you know, it's like, it's about them. So that's so much at you. Good luck. Tell me your thoughts, Robin. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I love everything that you said and the way that you said it. Like the the thing is you can tell that you're living this too, because you have so much energy. You're so positive. You are, you are such a bright light. So, so that to me is, is, is obvious. Um, And so, so yeah. So really what you're saying is, um, you had to take a look at what was the most important thing to you, where you were spending your time. And it was completely backwards. Yes. So you really used that the, the crumbling as your business of your business as a wake up call. And what I think you didn't do is you didn't dwell on it. And maybe you did, you know, for, for, for moments, because of course we've got to go through the ups and downs of the emotions but you use that as a springboard to make your life better. And I think that is a really strong message, right? Is that look, life happens, but it's what, you know, what, what do they say? It's 10%, 10% of what happens. Life is 10% of events that happen. And then 90% is how you react to it. Right. Right. I, I, I'm not saying it exactly. Yeah, right. No, you, you are what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, that, that matters how you react to it. So you now focus on priorities first, right? your, your, um, your faith, your family, your self, right. Your health is huge of course. And that matters. And, and, you know, it is number one for managing your anger too. In in the home, don't take care of yourself. You do not have anything left, no resources built up, which is why that's so important. Then you turn social media off and, and you know what? It's so true, right? You know, the, the new platforms come up, right? I remember when clubhouse just came out, it's like, Oh, are you on clubhouse? Okay. You got to get on clubhouse. You got to do this on clubhouse. Club, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ah, I don't even know how I don't even <laughs> want to, right? Like I just I want to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm bored of scrolling through social media, to be honest, right? It's, uh, it's the thief of joy when you compare yourself to other people, but it's just like, and look, I do some advertising. So, sure. so I am on there, but it's a lot of ads. It's just a lot of stuff. And it's a lot of like, I don't really need this in my life. Right. So right. I would actually rather pick up a book that inspires me or spend time with my kids or time with my husband, or even have a nap. all of these different things instead actually fill me up more so than scrolling through and you know watching someone put on makeup or make a candle or I don't know what other weird stuff is and you know what Robin like I know that everyone listening is agreeing with you but the problem is is that they're addicted so we're like Yeah. yeah I'd rather read a book sure oh my gosh I'd love to take a nap Robin but what's happening on Instagram like we literally have no control And I want you guys to understand this is not your fault. Mm. People are paid billions and billions of dollars to trick you and to, and to trigger certain things in your brain to keep you there as long as possible. So you will spend your attention, time, money, focus, whatever. So the only way that I found to break this addiction is to actually remove it completely. When Mm -hmm. I tried snoozing it, that didn't work. I'd ignore it for 15 more minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. I had to truly break up 
with this addiction that I had to social. And I've learned through me and, you know, hundreds of my students have done this with me as well. Now it's about the weekend every week for you to break up with it. You, if you need it, you can get back in there with boundaries. I try to do 30 minutes a day on a timer. I'm Mm -hmm. in all DMS are answered pop-ups from stories. I'm out delete it again. I have to delete it or it has this weird hold over me. So just so you know, this is not your fault, but you do have control to take your life back. I promise you. Yeah. Well, and, and what you said is absolutely true, right? So in terms of the brain, it's those dopamine hits that we get, right? It's, it's our FOMO, it's all of that stuff. Right. And what they say is, you know, if we look at addiction to technology, to gaming, to all of this, the really the solution is as soon as you take it away, you're no longer addicted. So you're absolutely right with what you're doing. Um, and, and I think, yeah, it's, you know, I, I can't, I can't name how many times I've looked on Facebook and seen other families, like everybody right now, as we're, as we're talking, this is the, the first week of school for, for a lot of families. And, you know, it's everybody posting those pictures and, you know, I think to myself, well, it must be nice. I got one child home today with a migraine, another child that is not wanting to go to school and it's hard. It's tough for, for my family. And so you look at all this stuff. And my husband said last night, he's like, are you going to post back to school pictures? I'm like, no. And he's like, no, everybody else is. I'm like, yeah, good for them. Like, good for like, them, buddy. Care. Yeah. Like go for it. You know what? I've got memories of actual people uh, and right. actual, you know, uh, experiences together. Plus I, my kids are teenagers. They don't want their, they're like, no, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, And then what you said too, is that you are intentional about spending time with your kids every day. They can count on it. They can expect it. They can rely on it. Whoa. That is so incredible. I love it so much. And you're absolutely right about those boundaries, you know, and here's, here's when you make time to be with your kids, you are telling them that their thoughts that they, they themselves are important to you. And that is everything. Our kids need to be listened to. They need to be appreciated. They need to have connection with us, affection with us. And you are carving out that time where you are doing that with each child. And that is really, really beautiful. So, um, so I love all of that. Um, now I want to say something about taking that taking that time and that break to avoid burnout, right? And so Stephanie, I was just talking to you on your show. And and one of the things that I talked about was how we really need to create that, um, those, those boundaries in our, in our business where we have a hard stop time. And that's just what you talked about, right? I stop working at four period, end of story. And so my family can count on me to do that. And yes, there are times where I can, and I'll happily explain that to them. Hey, listen, you guys, I've got a launch or I've got this, or I've got that going on. So I'm not going to be around, uh, you know, I'll make it up on the weekend, you know, we'll do something really fun, you know? Um, but then before you, when you have that hard stop, before you actually go and reunite with your family, you Mm -hmm. just check in with yourself because there can be you could have a great day. You could have a not so great day. You could have some challenges, all of that stuff. We need to be responsible for the way we show up with our kids because stress is contagious, right? And we know that through studies. And if we're bringing our own stress from our own stuff, we may react to our kids, maybe having a bad moment themselves or a stressful moment themselves. And then we go and we take it personally, or we attack. And really anger has a lot to do with our own 
self, how we're feeling in the moment, how vulnerable we feel in the moment. Because when we're feeling great, all of those sort of infractions just roll off of our back. Yeah. Kids are fighting. It doesn't matter as much. Right. But when I'm already feeling down, everything will irritate me. Right. So being intentional and setting that intention, my intention is to not let the little things bug me. My intention is when my son says, mom, 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 I will (laughs) turn to him and say, yes, I know you need me instead of saying, stop mommy me, you know, or whatever you say. Right. So um, that's what I would add. Do you have anything to add to that as well? Just that I love how much you bring up the intention. Cause I think it's very tactical for us to go cool set a time to turn off work. And guys, everything we're teaching you is an evolution, right? You don't just make the decision and it sticks. You're going to make the decision. Then you're going to schedule it in or make somehow write it down. So, you know, every day what you've promised yourself, it takes action. And then over time, it becomes a routine, which then becomes a habit. So this is not going to be overnight, but what's what I love about what Robin added is that this intention write that down too. Cause that is tactical mm-hmm. asking yourself. And it may sound like, Oh, how do I feel? Cause me, I'm like, you know, I told you Robin in my interview, I'm like, I'm not the biggest feeler, which God's been so working on me this year, but to, to, that's important because how I am feeling is affecting how everyone else is feeling too. And so Absolutely. I, I owe it to them to say, what's up with you. How's your mood? what's going on? Is there any way we can change that mood? You know, can you take a quick prayer or a quick walk outside or like get a, take a minute Mm. and then asking yourself that every day, make that part of the new habit routine that you're building, get off work at blank time. And some of you too, like you don't have a get off of work at blank time. Maybe your kids are really little. So this Robin, let me know what you think about this. But the other thing here could be, I've got nap time from one to three. And then I have from 8 PM to 10 PM. Those are my work hours. So maybe it's not, a, I stop work at a certain time, but it's, I only work at a certain time. Absolutely. That could work too, but add in your intention either way. Yes. And intentions are powerful because you are telling your brain, this is where, what I want, right? It's kind of like almost a mini goal too, right? And when you set your intentions, your thoughts follow, your words follow, your actions follow. They are powerful. And look, I don't say you just need an intention when you're, when you're transitioning from work to family. I think you need an intention in the morning when you get up, you know, my intention is to be there every step of the way with my kids. My intention is to not yell when I get frustrated. My intention is to not worry if they don't finish their whole breakfast, you know, or my intention is to anticipate my kids needs. So I am ahead of them every step of the way, right? All of that stuff, right? It's important if we want to change, basically change our paradigm, which is the way we do things, then we have to practice this. We have to, we have, it's a mind set thing, kind of a mind game, sort of what I was going to say, right? And this is how we do it. This is how we program our subconscious mind to, to do new and different things, right? This is what neuroplasticity is all about. Our brain can change and grow. It takes repetition or it takes like a massive event to change. And usually that's not usually a good thing when we have a massive event, right? It's usually not good. So, um, so I really love that. And I, I kind of want to pivot to, you know, so this is really cute. I want to ask you this question. I want to preface it by saying one of my boys who's 13, he's like, I want to work for you. 
<laughs> someday. And I'm like, well, that's really cute. I'm not sure what you're going to do unless <laughs> you're dad. Um, but, you know, we can talk about that. Maybe some admin stuff. But anyway, how are you bringing your boys into your work? Because I just think that's so cool. It's something we, we wanted to, to hit on. Yeah. So I think especially as as we grow into this really social media savvy age, and we're all really growing into this pretty much online service industry in a way, even if you have a brick and mortar, you're looking for ways to scale it online. We think that it's beyond our kids. And what I want to tell you is it doesn't matter how old your children are, bring them into the business because what you find fun and exciting, they will find intriguing too. And it gives you common ground to connect with your children. So how I had this crazy epiphany one day is I'm always creating some kind of Canva graphic, right? Robin, we're like (laughs) whipping up a thing that we're going to post somewhere, whatever. And my older son was like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, this is Canva. This is where I do some graphic design. He said, can I make one? Sure. So he comes in and we actually wrote a book. So he decided he wanted to use the Canva tool set to write a book. Well, now it's like their favorite thing in the world is to get Canva up on the computer. They type, Miles can type and Landon picks pictures and they, they write a book. We print the book and we have a library now of the boys books that they've written. And it gave me this idea of like, what else am I doing? Is it that a tool that I'm using in my business? Is it a way that I'm talking to a client? Is it, um, how I'm building a course and teaching something? Is it an entrepreneurial principle? What am I doing that I could bring down to their level and teach them and show them and then explain how mommy uses that. And then how miles and Landon can use that. And so every month I'm challenging myself, like, is there something cool we can teach them? For example, um, Hey, you can use your money. We're going to talk about money versus online money to buy something. Right. But how do we earn money? And then what is real money versus this elusive online money? What does that mean? And we get these concepts as we grow in our own businesses, just jot it down. Like one thing every week that you did, and then ask yourself, how do I make this applicable to my kids? Spend an hour with them on the weekend. It's so fun. It allows them to see what being a business owner or an entrepreneur could entail. It gets, it gives you something to connect over and it's exciting for them to see that they can understand big topics. I think it really gives them so much empowerment as kids. Totally. I love that. And can you imagine, you know, what it would feel like, how good it would feel if you made a suggestion, your mom or your dad did it and was like, yeah, it worked out like, wow, you've got great instincts or, you know, thank you for bringing that to my attention or whatever it is like that, the, the burst of, you know, pride, you know, pride exactly that they would feel is just incredible. And that, that is, that is a connection maker. Uh, that's really, really great. I really love that. And I think too, what you're also teaching them is you're teaching them about money. You're teaching them about, you know, how to make money. And we don't teach that. We don't talk about it. It's been this taboo subject and it doesn't need to be. In fact, it shouldn't be. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Most people are in terrible amounts of debt. Right. And so it doesn't have to be that way. And I think teaching them about that and how to attract more and, you know, all of that stuff too, is really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And for your 13 year old, you know, there is an age where your kids literally can work for you, right? Yeah. Swap like something they want or extra tech time or whatever, but easy things could edit your podcast, 
could be creating, swapping out the words on your graphic when you have a new promotion that you guys create in Canva or whatever, like they could be doing, um, organizing your Excel file of what your episodes are going to be like. There's certain things that we can empower them to do if they really are interested in what we're doing. And, uh, I just think, I think it's limitless for them. We've just created a separation between work and home and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that way. We can let them in. Yeah. I love that. It's not this mystery stuff that she does in her office. I'm working. Yeah, that is, that's really cool. I, you know, for, for me, the work that I do is all because of my kids. So they're physically right. a part of it. Um, and, and it becomes hard to uh, share about what goes on mm-hmm. while protecting their privacy. I have to say, yeah. you know, because I, you know, some of this is private for my kids and I don't want to, you know, have a big bullhorn and, you know, tell everybody what's going on with my kids when they're struggling too. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think that's really cool. There is some things that they can do. And, uh, and so, yeah, think about that, bring kids in and share your world with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really, that's really great. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you know, share what goes on in your world with them, show them people and different things and events that you're doing or whatever it is that you do. That's a good point. Like even cooking, you know, my kids MO is like, well, I'm going to watch a movie or play some Minecraft. I'm like, no, Hey, come help me cook. And now they're learning a life skill or daddy went hunting and he's doing stuff with the Elkhorns or whatever. It's like, Hey, go help daddy do that. Like, so what, how can you bring your kids into any activity that Mm -hmm. you're doing, but make it fun and age appropriate for them, whether it's your work, whether it's your cooking, whether it's like, we, we, we started mountain biking and then we realized miles could probably do this. And so by the age of seven, he mountain bikes with us. Like we got to give our kids more credit than we do and empower them to step up into just the exciting things you're doing, open their eyes to, to the world of possibility. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, and Oh, I, I mean, that's what I'm all about, right? Is what you can do to bring your kids into your life and create more connection. Connection is everything because as kids get older, the stakes get higher. And if we don't build that really strong connection, then you're going to see the result of that later on when they are exposed to dangerous things, when they can choose to be with you or not, or choose to make a healthy choice or a dangerous choice. Sure. So that connection is really, really important that you're, that you're there, that you're creating. And so, you know, the invitation is to every parent to do that and to do more of it because they need us. We are the most important people in their lives, right? And they're always looking to us to see what to do and what to say and how to act. And so, you know, let's bring them in and, and, you know, create these beautiful humans that are our future. So, um, Stephanie, thank you for, for everything that you do. And I think there's a lot going to be a lot of people listening who are thinking, Hmm, I wonder if I can do this with my podcast, with a podcast, with some passive income sounds pretty great. So where do people learn more about you and, and, uh, and find out about what you do and if they want to work with you? Sure. So everything I do is at stephaniegas.com and I spell that S T E F A N I E G A S S. And I have the best place to start. If you're like, I am interested in getting clarity on my calling and building an online profitable business is my workshop. And that's right at, at my website, first button free workshop. So that'd be a great place to start. I also have a podcast, like Robin mentioned, it's the Stephanie gas show. And it really is about getting clarity building a scalable audience so that you can 
work less and do more better and then monetizing. And then finally, there's a component of faith in there as well, because I believe that it's important that we build a business with God as the CEO, because mm-hmm. his path is way better than mine. I tried my way and it didn't work. So that <laughs> is where you can come hang out with me. And then also we've created for Robin and all of you, um, just a, a little culmination of all of my parenting episodes that we've done on my show. And that is a freebie that Robin has for all of you as well now. So we're really excited about that. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. It's really lovely what you've put together. It's really good. And and you've got one about burnout there. You've got, you know, just look how to understand your kids, better behavior, all of that stuff. And, and so that will be in the parent toolbox. Of course, parent-toolbox.com is where you can go just, you know, become a member. It's totally free and you have access to so many great resources and who wouldn't want to spend more time with Stephanie? I don't know anybody that wouldn't. You're just so much fun. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience. You know, we learn through these tough times. And uh, and I think that's what's really beautiful about you. So thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. You. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and peace.